0: I want to share with you something, and I, I, I ask for your prayers as I bring the message this morning because I'm, I don't have the ability uh, to bring this message in a way that, uh, that I think will uh, uh, simply praise the Lord. In other words, I don't have the vocabulary to express my God. I don't have the smarts, as some people would say, to be able to share with you how great and how wonderful our God is. We as human beings are limited. We put a picture up of who God is and, 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 and try to describe who He is, but in our words and in our wisdom, we cannot, we don't have the words to express how great God is. Now, if we could say what our heart thinks, we could make it. But we can't. Love of God comes from the heart. I want you to meet a man this morning by the name of Jude. He was James' brother, which made him a half-brother of Jesus Christ. Jude finally got it. And what I mean by that is Jude and James and his brothers at one time if you read in the the New Testament they go to get Jesus. He's in a house. And they want to go get him and they want to take him home. They want to take the crazy brother home. He's nuts. He's claiming to be the Messiah. And they had experienced him from a, uh, when they were little children, as they were growing up, he was just like them, and so they were thinking in their mind, "We got to go get this guy and bring him home because everybody's going to make fun of us and everybody's going to laugh at us, and uh, we got we just got to put him away." But then something happened. Jude got it. His brother James became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. James got it. And what I mean by got it, they finally figured out what this whole thing was about. And so he sits down and he writes a letter. And the letter of Jude is a call to arms. You see, you and I live in a world that is covered with sin. We're the children of of God. And the world is just piling things on us, and we wind up being fearful and discouraged and we're disappointed, and things are not going like we wanted them to go in life. Too many of God's people today haven't got it. It's not about you and I. It's not about how I preach or Brother Tim sings or or, uh, who, who maybe a teacher in our church. It's not about them. We're trying to figure out something to make it sound good and look good. And God says, Brother Doug, you need to understand something. This isn't about you. This is about my son, my precious, only begotten son. And so, when we get it in our minds and we finally get it, then it changes how we think. And that's what happened to Jude. And Jude was so concerned about people in his time that he stood up and he wrote a book. It's a call to arms. How we should live and how we should act. And he wanted to warn us of what was coming. Listen folks, we say we live in a bad society and we do. This is an ungodly country. And we're sitting as a church body or individuals, we're sitting in the midst of corruption. But listen to me, it was the same way in Jude's time. The world hasn't changed. But Jude closes with two of the prettiest verses you'll ever find in God's Word. Verses 24 and 25. And I pray that you have your Bible open and I pray that you brought a a pen or a pencil. Because I've got some words this morning I want you to underline. Because they're very, very important. Jude starts out in verse 24 and he said, Now, Now means right now. Judah's saying, I want you to understand, if you're a child of God, this is yours right now. Okay? Listen, folks. Listen to me. Here's what we do. We say, well, I'm saved. And I'm a child of God. But for some reason in our lives... We can't let go of ourselves. We're limited. And so we start to make excuses about our life. Quit doing that. Quit making excuses about your life, your walk with God. Quit making excuses about your God. Quit making excuses. Right now, today, this time, I've made a decision that I'm going to experience this God. Listen, we go through life and we got all this junk going on. And, and, and just forgive me if I step on your toes this morning. Forgive me. I'm not going to apologize for it. But here's what we do. we got so much stuff on our minds. The most important thing we have is a relationship with Almighty God. And I'm going to share something else with you this morning. Because this is on my heart. God is holy. Now everything else that we believe about God comes out of that. He's not uh, my daddy upstairs. He's not something that's going to take care of all my problems. Now, he might do that, but God, I'm going to pray to you today because I got a problem, and you're my sweet daddy upstairs. Listen, folks, don't put God on the level that you and I are on because he's way above how we think, how we act, how we live. Amen. And so, Judah said, right now, In other words, I need to make a decision right now. Now, it also means I need to discover what I have right now. I need to understand what I have. We'll look and and we'll say, Oh, everybody else's life is going to pot. I mean, doing good and mine's going to pot. So what's going on? You have let go of one of the most important things in your life, and that is a relationship with God right now. Whatever experience you're going through this morning, and it might be good, and it might be bad, well, guess what? time you come back into church next Sunday, it'll be swapped around. And the next Sunday... And so, that's the way we worship God. Everything's going good this week. I'm going to worship Him. I I ain't going to do it this Sunday. We make ourselves get up. Here's what we decide. Flip a coin. Well, I'm going to go to church today. or I ain't going to go to church today. But we need to discover our relationship with God is right now. Whatever we've done, whatever we've went through, whatever experiences that we've had, I need to worship God right now. And when I discover that, it's life-changing. It says, now unto Him, God, that is able. The first word I want you to underline is able. Whatever your experience in life, God is able. God. He's able to do anything that He needs to do in our life. He is in control of everything. He is the maker of everything. He is the God of creation. He's Jehovah God. He is the I Am. That's what He told Moses. Moses said, Who should I tell the children of Israel that sent me? He said, You tell them, Moses. I am. Am, I am. In other words, he was telling Moses, whatever you're going to face, Moses, I am. Moses didn't have to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Be this big, powerful Christian. Oh, when, uh, it, when things get better, I, I'm going to tell Brother George that I want to do this and I want to do that. And I, but right now, I'm going through something. And, uh, well, I'm going to share something with you. You'll always go through something. So I have to make a decision. Is my God big enough? Is my God strong enough? Is my God the God that loves me enough? Is my God the I am? In other words, Brother Doug can say this to his life: I don't have to worry about all this crud. I don't have to have everything. All I need is I am. God is my I am. I am not my I am not. So he's able. It means that he's, he's uh, capable. He's competent. He's he's he has the power. Where are you at in your Christian walk this morning? Have you experienced a God that is able? God, He is able. The Bible says to save. You may be in this in this church house this morning, and you're lost. You're dead. They have no life and we're talking spiritual life and god says i sent my son to die for you god is able to save it don't matter who the person is it don't matter what they've done it don't matter what color they are it don't matter if they've got a dollar in their pocket or fifty cents it don't matter about all that stuff we worry about God says, I am the God that saved whosoever will come. Amen. And he is able to establish. Young people, listen to me this morning. We run around here worrying about what I'm going to do, what my life is going to be about is my life going to be successful? Will, I, will my life be like others? Will it be just a joy? Let me share something with you this morning. Folks, God wants to establish you and I. It don't matter what the world thinks I ought to have, or how the world thinks I ought to look, or how the world thinks I ought to act. It don't matter about those things. My God established me in His Son, Jesus Christ. In other words, the world, the winds are going to blow, and the storms are going to come, and all those things are going to happen to me. But I have a God that is able to establish me. I'm standing on the rock. The rock is Jesus Christ. This world can go to hell, and it will one day, but not me. Because I, my feet are planted on the only foundation there is. God is able also to uh, to aid me. What are you going through this morning? What are you facing? Have you tried? Here's what we do: we'll try everything else, and then if it don't work, we'll try God. What do you need this morning? God, God is able to aid. He's able to subdue. What do you? What are you fighting this morning? If it's anything other than Satan, you shouldn't be fighting it. And God's able to subdue that one who is a liar, a cheat. And wants me to go to hell and not have a relationship with God. He wants me to to wait till tomorrow and not right now. Guess what? Tomorrow never comes. If If that's my life, it never comes. God is able to keep. This is another word. Let's look at it. Now unto him that is able to keep. I love that word. In my Sunday school class and my Wednesday night class, knows the definition of that word because I love it. The word "keep" is a military term. It means to garrison around. Now I want you to think about something. Just run this through your mind. The God who made everything is going to garrison my life. In other words, I may have to put up with some crud, but I don't have to move in my relationship with God. Satan is not going to send me to hell because I've been garrisoned around by the blood of the Lamb. I have something that the world does not have. I have the protection of God Himself. So Jude is saying... Now remember, Jude used to think Jesus was a nut. And now he's saying, I have have something that's going to keep me, that's going to garrison uh, my life. I am a winner. I, I, I will not lose. Nothing will change. Isaiah says... That God engraves our names in the palms of his hand. I love that. You see, he didn't say he engraved it in the back of his hand. You ever been hit with the back of somebody's hand? God says, I want to engrave it in the palm of my hand. Because you see, when he looks at that, he looks at our name. And he puts a hedge, he garrisons around our life. And we'll never be the same person again. Right now. Listen, folks, he's not waiting till we get to heaven. Right now. You and I are under the protection... Of God, and remember, we just said He's able. And then we look at another word in this. It says, "Keep from falling," or st- "Keep us from stumbling." And I want to give you the correct uh, d- uh, definition because all of us stumble and fall sometimes, right? And we had to be picked up, and God has to love us and encourage us. And strengthen us. Because we can't make it on our own, right? Okay, so the correct definition of this word means that I will not collapse. I will not sink. I will not fail. Now listen, I may fail in the eyes of the world, but I'm not going to collapse I'm not going to sink, or I'm not going to fail in God's eyes. Listen, because He's the God that is able right now, and He has my life garrisoned around. I'm not going to fall. In other words, the only place that I'm going to go is is to heaven. I'm not going to take the side roads that the world has to take. I'm on the road to heaven. I'm living a life right now. I'm living a life in the presence of God right now. I have a direction to go. I have a hope that I have in my life. My life is built on faith, not maybes. So I'm not going to collapse. I'm not going to fall down. I'm not going to sink. I'm not going to fail. I have a God who loves me, and because of His Son, Jesus Christ, I have a direction in life, and a hope that this world will never change. You think Jude's got it yet? Yeah, he's got it. He discovered something. And then it says in that verse, able to keep you from... Falling and to present you faultless. Woo, here we go. You know what Jesus does in our, for our life? Do you know the reason in the Old Testament the priest could go one time a year for all the children of Israel? But when Jesus was crucified, the rent the curtain was rent. It was opened up. You and I have the privilege of walking into the presence of I Am. We have the privilege of coming to His throne room. And if God was to say, uh, what's He doing here? Then He would pat, the Savior would pat God on the shoulder and said, don't you see the blood? Father, do you see the blood? That's my blood. And the Father says, Welcome in to the soul. (laughs) Have I let God down? You betcha. Have I let you down? Probably. Have I made the mistakes that this world says? If you make it, you can't have a relationship with God? Probably. Was there any hope for me? No. Where was I going? To hell. What did I look like? Dead. What was I covered with? Sin. And then one day, one day, I went to the foot of the cross just like you did. And I looked up. And I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. (laughs) Will you quit worrying about what you've done? And right now remember where you've been? At the foot of the cross. I went from being dead in sin to fault. Hmm, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The word faultless means perfection. I want you to look up here at me. Can you see it? Can you see the perfection? Somebody needs to answer me or say amen or something. Can you see it? I don't want you to answer it because you can't. But God can God can't. You see, because He sees my heart. Do you notice more than your are faultless? You've been presented to God faultless. And if somebody can tell me something better than that, I want to hear it after services. Before the presence of His glory with exceedingly joy. <laughs> you see, it tears my I'm trying not to don't feel bad about me that's a pure joy you see with all what this life brings I can live my life in joy if things still hurt sure they do sure they do. but in the heart there is a joy that is simply unspeakable a joy that this world does not understand and guess why I because my savior put it there and I have been presented to the father faultless That um <clears throat> that should even make a Baptist woman shout. And then it says in verse twenty-five, To the only wise God. He is not only a keeper, he is not only a perfecter, he is, he is God our Savior. And God would be so interested in us. Think about that. Why would God be so interested in us that He'd want a Want to send his son to be my savior? Does that make sense? I mean, the world's trying to figure out, uh, figure out God. You're not going to figure out God. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But His wisdom so higher than you, than ours. Who would have sat down and thought? To send their son for Brother Doug so he could have salvation and not only have salvation but have presence to the throne room of God and not only have that, I can go in there with faultless because there's no sin. Who would have ever figure that out? Not the minds of this world. You see, God is wise. And sometimes we'll say, God, why are you doing this? And and we want to throw up our hands and say, God, why is this? Why is all this going on? I've come to the conclusion. I'm gonna quit worrying about it because if God wants me to know, He'll let me know. And I, you know, people say, well, when I get to heaven, all that stuff be explained. I'm gonna say something. I want everybody to take this right. Don't you bet on that. Because there ain't nothing in heaven that's going to bring tears or crying or grumbling or any of that stuff. Some things God does not want us to know. Why? Because if we did, we'd pull our own hair out of the head, our head, and run down the street half naked, screaming at the top of our lungs, and people think we're crazy. We'd look just like they. That's the way Jude looked at his half-brother. But now after he got it, he discovered something. He didn't have to have all the answers. He just needed to love the Savior and believe in the Messiah because his God was a God of all wisdom. I got to where I tell God, God, thank you. I don't need to know all that stuff anyway. I'm too old. I'm fat. Can't hear. Half blind. I got other problems. God, you just keep all that stuff to yourself. And I'll praise you for it. And then he said, Our Savior. Ooh, now He's not only our God, he's our Savior. And guess what? He, uh, Jude says, to be the glory. Jude, he, you know what he's saying here? He's saying, okay Lord, I got it. Right now I got it. And right now, God, you're my, I want your all glory and all majesty uh, uh, and all dominion and all power, both for now and forever. Listen, I'm going to share something with you. Right today, you and I can experience those words, majesty, power, dominion, wisdom. You and I have the, the capacity to come into a relationship with God. Listen, God doesn't want the world to know everything about Him, but He's given you and I a book from His mouth that says, I want you to realize what you have, not what you don't have. God's people ought to quit worrying about what they don't have and step up and say, God, I got it all. I got all the power, all the majesty, all the dominion. I have all those things. They're going to take me one day, and they either going to I don't know what the hell's going to do, do with me—put me in a grave or burn me. Probably the worst thing she can think of, though. I don't care what they do. I'm going to walk into that situation and right out the back door, Amen. and I'll have the last laugh. And I ain't leaving her no money either. <laughs> I want to read these two verses again this morning. And I'm going to ask Brother Tim and praise Tim to come. And we're going to have the invitation. But I want you to, if you haven't studied these verses, do me a favor. I just scratched the surface. Now I know what it means for me. But I want you sometime this week to sit down and read those verses very slowly. And when you come to those words that I ask you to underline, you stop. And you talk to God. Because God has something special just for you. It says, now unto Him that is able. Let me read that the right way. Now unto God that is able... To keep you from falling, put your name there. To present you faultless, put your name there. Before the presence of His glory with exceedingly joy. Why are Christians so pruned up like the world? Somebody hadn't read all the book, had they? To the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both for right now and forever. Did you know your your forever, Sergeant? Right now? Do you know him? Do you know Christ? Have you met him? And we're talking personally. If you're in the service in this morning you haven't, I pray that you'll come today. Matter of fact, I'm begging you to, to come to Christ. You may be in a service and you may be a child of God and you hadn't been happy in a long time. Why? What's going on? Will you come and meet him? He's waiting. Maybe you have a decision you need to make. And it's not a, it, it's not a good decision. Or it's not an easy one. Would you let the one who has your life garrisoned around help you? Would you come this morning? God's calling today. Call in your name, and if you're a child of God, you do.